What's up, y'all? This is Chitty Bang, and I'm on the Renegade Millionaire Show, the podcast that profiles entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs. Join us as we go one-on-one inside the hearts and minds of some of our generation's best and brightest. And now, introducing your host, my friend, Sun Group Wealth Partners Managing Director, CNBC and Forbes.com contributor, Winnie Sun. Welcome to the Renegade Millionaire Show. I'm your host, Winnie Sun. I'm the founder of Sun Group Wealth Partners. We're a wealth planning firm based in Southern California with an international clientele. We are broadcasting today from Venice Beach, central to L.A., at TuneIn Studios just days after the Grammys. The performance has over 25 million viewers this year. We still have celebrities coming out of our ears over here. If you've already followed me on Twitter, you know that I got caught up in the Grammy social media buzz. Oh, and if you don't know, my Twitter handle is at SungroupWP. I post daily market updates, my Forbes.com article pieces, and CNBC appearances. So please do follow. And with that, let's start off today with some real quick market highlights. As you may know, we are now deep in tax season, so those of you who haven't already prepared, now would be the time to do so. If you have any questions regarding those IRAs and Roths and getting those funded, please don't hesitate to reach out, and you can find us online. And I'll make sure to get that information to you before we're done here. There's been a lot of M&A activity this week as well, and we've heard of that. But the main news today that was kind of interesting is the Twitter and Google coming together. So follow me online, and, and we'll get into it. I am very excited to introduce to you a good now good friend, I will say, and uh, really an artist turned entrepreneur, a man which I would easily describe as the Renaissance man, Talal Thabit is joining us today in L.A., and I know that this is not your typical hometown, so I want to start off with thanking you for making the trip. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful to be here, but it is very similar to my hometown because I live in Dubai. It's just like L.A. Oh, it's just like L.A. Oh, goodness, you lucky man. (laughs) So thank you for changing your flight and being on with us today. I, I sincerely appreciate it. So tell me, I'm very interested to hear this. I read your bio. So you're an int. You're basically an artist who turned entrepreneur. You know, people know we use the title Renegade Millionaire because we want to use this show to spotlight individuals who are very successful like yourself, often at a very young age. And the stories I'm interested in profiling are not only stories of stable, typical, traditional, but the, the stuff of sizzle. It's interesting to hear the stories of people who have achieved celebrity status, but were also savvy enough not to ignore their entrepreneur itch and to take career risks and to continue to build and gain from their financial successes. And since this is accessible across borders, I wanted to interview a renegade from across the globe. And today's guest is certainly this type of person and so much more. He's been described as the unconventional entrepreneur. He has over 19 years of experience as an artist turned entrepreneur with regional tenures based in London, Singapore, and Dubai. And at 37, he became CEO who was promoted to run an investment advisory firm headquartered in beautiful Dubai. 
The firm is an international consultancy that specializes in advising governments on how to attract strategic foreign direct investment. Not a small task. It's not every day you find someone coming from the arts who has built this type of firm. So that's a story that I'm sure you'll want to hear. On top of that, he's the vice chairman of Music World Cup, which is so timely for us in L.A. this week. Welcome, Talal. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you're defined as an artist. Where do you fit in the arts? Um, well, let me stop you right there for a minute. Uh, I'm not a celebrity, all right, uh, turned entrepreneur. As a matter of fact, I actually value my anonymity. Um, but uh, they, um, the term artist comes from my second degree. I did three years in Michigan in fine arts. And um, I left Michigan after the third year uh, to go to the UK and actually kickstart my art career. And I failed miserably. So talk about that. What kind of art? Well, it was figurative uh, sculpture and figurative painting and drawing. Um, I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed uh, studying it. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed uh, doing it for... Uh, and, I, and I always in enjoy art, whether it's mine or someone else's. <laughs> um, uh, my art, uh, there's a trick about my art. The further you get away from it, the better it starts looking. Oh, I understand. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, but, it's like how I look. No, <laughs> <laughs> no you look fabulous, sweetheart. So, so the thing about my, my, my art is um, satirical. Uh, it's uh, contemporary in terms of topic, um, or it was. I haven't really done any work since 1996, to be honest. I haven't worked okay. on a body of work since then. Um, I tried to, when I went back to the UK, and I'd already lived there for about five years because that's where I studied uh, doing my first degree, and, uh, and I ended up leaving that and working uh, as a stockbroker for about, I'd say, just over a year. So when I finished doing that, um, uh, that's when I went to Michigan. But anyway, I went back to um, uh, London, and I tried to kickstart my art career, but it just, you know, I ended up getting a few commission jobs here and there, but nothing to pay the bills. So um, I went into advertising, and that I picked up pretty well. I started working for publishers for a while, selling advertising, and then advising brands on their advertising. And I as can I moved, see that. I can see people liking to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, so I did that for, for a while and I, I, to be honest, I kind of enjoyed it because although, you know, most people don't enjoy sales, but I, I was blessed. I had a, I had a great team around me. Um, I learned a lot from them. Um, they were very structured. They were very, you know, they, they took sales very seriously. Um, and I learned a lot from them. I also learned a lot from the brands that I worked with in terms of the decisions that they were taking and how they wanted to associate themselves and where they want um, where they wanted to associate themselves with. So um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, after that, I, I found myself moving uh, from one job to another. I, I kept on getting headhunted without being, without, without thinking about So people would just going. call you and say, I have a job for you. Yeah. Um, well, uh, normally it's the, it's the co competition. Mm -hmm. um, because you, if you've been doing such a great job, then where it gets around exactly, um, right. and you start carving market share and things like that. And you're still very young at this point. I'll be 45 this year. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. So your your family's in Dubai. Yes, I'm uh, married and got two kids, and um, and my my life is uh, I'm I'm very content. Thank you. 
So you're here for? I'm here really uh, as the, uh, as the uh, representative for Music World Cup. All right. Uh, I, I sit on the board. I'm the vice chairman of mm -hmm. Music World Cup. And uh, I also am the group CEO of a company called Profound Investments. Profound Investments um, raised the funds for Music World Cup. Oh, I see the connection now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, where, where were your investors or uh, are they are they international investors? Or? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, they're from several different countries and they're all friends, to be honest. Okay, good. Music World Cup is a is a concept um, to invest in as a sector is a it's a fairly high risk um, investment. Mm -hmm. And so really, if you're going to raise funds for it, people have to really trust you. And it's your passion project. Uh, I have a few of those, um, and um, but yeah, they they have to really trust uh, your abilities. They have to trust the ability to put together the right team, um, and uh, I, God's been kind to me. You know, I've I've got some, some some wonderful friends. Oh, good, good. So let's talk about that a little bit. I found it so interesting. So the the mission of Music World Cup is to create an equal opportunity for all artists across the globe to participate and perform on one stage without, I love this, without discrimination of social background, location, or culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, my background is in television audience production. So okay. I've, so it kind of, I guess this, this reaches my heart a little bit because I worked on shows like Americans Funniest Home Videos and, really? and yeah, different shows. And actually, if I was still doing TV audience production work, I'd probably be working on shows like American Idol. So um, when I read this, I thought, this is incredible because in, in one aspect, it's taking what a lot of these music competition shows have done, but take it to a, a global. So instead of having just American Idol, British Idol, or you know, different countries, you're talking about basically almost like the Olympics for new mm. un, yeah. unfound talent, correct? Absolutely. I mean, look, you have to think about it this way. Uh, 15 odd years ago, content became what was followed, the program. You followed your program, right? You, and the loyalty to the network um, um, dissipated. So if you think about that, today's case is still the same, all right? It's probably the reason why TiVo did so well, because that way you were able to watch the program when you wanted at the time that was more convenient to you rather than when the network decided that your particular demographic would be home to watch it, right? Um, so as networks started losing their loyalty and loyalty went towards programs, today's still the case. However, the consumption of content is by convenience today. Correct. Right. Which is why TuneIn has done so well. Absolutely. YouTube has done so well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So if, if content uh, is consumed by convenience today, then ask yourself, what's the number one consumed content in the world? Music. Absolutely. Even more than porn. And you just ask YouTube for that. Interesting. Okay. It's just that porn has been able to monetize it better than, mus uh, you know, better than the music industry. Mm -hmm. So if you can put both of those two things together, the most consumed content in the world with an ability to consume it uh, by convenience, okay, you've got a fairly decent uh, a formula. Now, you can do any, t any format uh, with that, and I think you'll probably be fairly successful, whether it's regional, whether it's uh, a competition, whether it's a radio station, etc. right? So that's basically what we've done. And when we looked at 
the competition format uh, that, uh, that are available. Uh, Music World Cup is very different in many, many, many different ways. Um, I'll give you an example. If you look at, you mentioned Idol and, and, and other uh, um, game shows. If you look at the way the camera moves, okay, you'll find that over 60% of the airtime on that camera is actually on the judges and not on the artists because the show has nothing to do with the artists. Okay? So we said we wanted to do something for the artists. We also noticed that every time they have a casting or an audition, there's thousands of kids in a parking lot waiting for somebody to tell them whether they were good or not. And that had a question mark for me. Why should three people judge who I see? Why should three people judge who I might not really, as a viewer, might not relate to? I might not have the same taste in music, you know? Um, and why shouldn't I be able to listen to music from another country, you know? Um, if, if you listen to West African music today or, or East African music uh, for, from Kenya, the, the R&B coming out, mm -hmm. you would think it was Akon. You know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's similar. So why shouldn't you consume music from Kenya or yeah. Nigeria or wherever, right? Right. I mean, same goes for things, uh, music such as K-pop, right? Mm -hmm. Like just a few years ago, unless you actually were in Korea or you know, came from Korea, you may not have experienced this huge phenomenon that you know, finally came to be because of YouTube. Mm -hmm. So you're exactly right. There's a lot of music that hasn't touched us. Yes. Well, I'll tell you why you don't consume music from Kenya in the U.S. and music from Nigeria in the U.S. or in the U.K. because they're not signed to your labels. So the distribution doesn't happen here, all right? Um, so and, and that means nobody's making money out of it, right? Which so Which is so fascinating because I thought I read that. So you, you, your, your platform is via an app that people can submit their music. Mm -hmm. So it's so accessible with anybody with a smartphone. Absolutely. Now... If you think about it, what we've done is we've created a, a social platform, okay? And what we do is we encourage the artists to register, open up a profile, and upload an act, a performance of some sort. As that happens, what you have is uh, the ability then for the artist to engage his fans. So we encourage the artist to import their fans, their contacts, their... their um, um, uh, uh, people that are on their profiles in, in other social media, whether Chinese media, uh, social media or Indian or Russian or wherever, right? And then from the platform, actually engage their fans and say, vote for me because I want to get to X city 2015. What, right? what is that city going to be? Have you decided yet? Or Ooh, still if I talks? tell you, I'm going to have to kill you. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, we'll have, to, we'll have to follow you closely so yes. we can see where I, that's I, going I'll to be. I'll tell you what. Why don't you give me a call fourth week of March, and I'll <laughs> give you a scoop about that. I love it. I love it. I bet you're on pins and needles. And if he shares with me and if he gives me permission, maybe I'll, I'll announce it on a future show. We've got a few um, cities that have bid at the moment. Um, Hoping Dubai uh, is one of them. Uh, yes, Dubai is, is definitely one of them. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, uh, that have bid to actually um, uh, bid to uh, host the event. Now, this is the interesting thing here, is that you've got these different cities from around the world that are bidding to host an event. And normally when, when, a, when a host city hosts an event, what they get is the coverage around the event. 
Like okay. the Olympics. Like the Olympics, mm -hmm. like uh, the football, you know, World Cup or Formula mm -hmm. One or, mm -hmm. you know. And the coverage is really pre, during and post that event and maximum probably about a month. Here, with Music World Cup and the way the format works, the host city gets over nine months of coverage. And I'll tell you how that works. So the artist uploads their performance onto the, uh, onto the site, imports their contacts and their fans onto the uh, platform, engages their fans and their contacts to vote for them and says, please get me to Venice uh, 2015, let's say, right? Um, as they do that, the fans start voting and engaging and communicating and talking to each other. So that's exposure for that host city of all course. the way through until six, seven months, we then take the top voted artists from each country, okay, over 200 countries, and we fly them over to the host city, okay. Now, as we do that, going to the host city, um, there's a, we fly them over th about two or three weeks before the actual big event. You got to remember, these are unsigned artists, right? And some of them probably have never been mentored before. Does it matter age? Do you no. have those regular? No, it doesn't. What okay. matters is you've been voted for. What if it's a five-year-old or a ten-year-old? If he's got the most amount of votes. Mom and dad just fly with. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. All right. Absolutely. Um, you know, mom and dad have to uh, be there and uh, mm -hmm. and be their guardian. So, during these two to three weeks, what we do is we fly over a hundred, uh, over a hundred mentors. Now, men these mentors are, if I were to give an example, it would be the Quincy Joneses of the sure. world, right? So the equivalent in Russia, the equivalent in China, and people like that, um, and musicians and and um, uh, music academics and professors and things like that. And these kids get mentored by these mentors for a period of two, three weeks. During that period, all of that activity is being documented and captured by cameras. By video, okay. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is every 24 hours worth of content, we upload it to a server. And if you're a terrestrial or a satellite uh, channel or on an online streaming channel, all right, every broadcaster will be given the right to download that content for free. Oh, that is very refreshing from the press Absolutely. side. Mm -hmm. All right. They're giving content. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And they can edit it any which way they want. That's incredible. Right? So Now, that's that's completely renegade there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's something I haven't told media yet. There's your scoop. <laughs> okay? Yeah, because that's actually, that's so selfless. But mm -hmm. that's, that's true giving truly the audience access. I love that. Yeah. So let's say you're um, a, a Korean channel. Right, and you've downloaded the content. Obviously, you're going to edit the content. Twenty-four hours worth of content. You're going to edit it. That's to to a format that's relevant to your audience. Mm -hmm. So you're pro you're probably going to chase your ca Korean candidates, maybe the neighboring countries, but that's about it, right? But that's um, okay. That's exciting. That's fantastic. Right? Yeah. That's fantastic because that creates a patriotic fever in the country, a nationalistic fever. Right, and people continue to vote so they can see their, you know, their national candidates, you know, um, uh, go up the ranking. And at the end of the three weeks, between a public vote and um, the mentors' votes, we shortlist that down to 200 acts. Okay, and those 200 acts, basically, what happens is, over 11 days and 11 nights, uh, we have 20 acts per night for 10 nights. 
Okay? And each night, there is a voting also, and you end up with one act that ends up on the 11th night. Wow. So on the 11th night, you have 10 acts. And I apologize, I didn't ask you this. I'm just so curious. Sure. Now, are they, I know you talked about individual singers, but could they be in groups, groups, partnerships? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And it's, it's all singing, or is it, perfor- like, is it's, it bands? Is it's, it-, it's, it, it could be instrumental. Okay, absolutely. as long as it's music. As long as it's music. Okay. Okay, uh, if you're a juggler, we're not the right, com- uh, you right. Know, competition for you. If you're a fire eater, again, not the right competition for you. Right, right? so it's all music. Yes. But it could be all age groups, all backgrounds, all types, all styles. Absolutely. Like, and it could be one person. It could be a choir. Yes. Would that qualify too? Absolutely. Oh, it, if the people want to see it, mm-hmm. they'll vote for it, right? Absolutely. So it's driven by it's driven by social media. So it's it's really like an active YouTube of music. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Now, the interesting thing that we that we find in, in, in all of this is that you've created a thousand heroes, over a thousand heroes, because if that artist never gets shortlisted down to the 200 or gets on stage or comes home with a uh, with a medal, uh, you know, a, a gold medal, it's OK, because when he when he or she go back home, they will still be the top voted artist of their country. Which is big. Which is huge. So if that artist never made a dime out of their their talents, now they can take that billing and work weddings, work bars, mm-hmm. clubs, lounges, and start making a living for themselves and their family. Right? Regardless, right. And that, to me, is the sexiest part of the Music World Cup. So th- I love this idea. So, you know, shows like American Idol and whatnot will offer uh, candidates who win or go far in the competition, music contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, does Music World Cup do something like that? No, we're not a record label. Um, I, the idols and people like that, they all have people working around them so that come agenda. from the record, record labels. So there is, let me put it to you this way. All right? So your desire, I mean, this benefit is very transparent and mm-hmm. true. I don't know if you know this, um, but record labels today don't really invest in artists anymore, okay? And there's a reason for that. They have to mitigate the risk, all right? It's so many times they've made the wrong choice and backed up a particular artist and invested in them and didn't reap the rewards, which is fair enough. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in investments, so I understand that. And idols and X-Factors and Voices and all these wonderful talent shows on TV is a very clever tool for the record labels and the people who are in the music business to mitigate their risk, right, while making money. So when a person wins one of these wonderful talent shows, what you have is almost a pretty guaranteed touring artist who the record label can, you know, can start investing in, right, and, and not feel so nervous. Which is fair enough. Um, but these talent shows are not for the world. These talent shows are very regional, okay? And they are money-driven. We uh, at Music World Cup cannot be involved in being a record label. So we're not a record label. And we have no intentions of being one. Um, we don't clip the ticket of the artist. However, what we do uh, allow is we allow the record labels access to every single one of these artists. 
and um, the access is through a subscription fee. Okay, and you can you you can you can view whatever uh, you want. Uh, but more importantly, and here's a here's a little kicker for you. Um, you know, Facebook has wonderful analytics on on every member that it uses. Well, why shouldn't this platform give the record labels that kind of analytics so as they can mitigate their risk and understand who their audience is of that particular artist? All right. So for the for, so what we'll be able to do is we'll be able to provide them with information on the fans. Uh, yeah, they of come this with artist. a community already. Absolutely. So, you know, gender splits, age groups, purchasing habits, um, uh, what kind of other music they've liked, etc., uh, etc. Et right, um, and, and that should hopefully provide the record label a decent enough foundation to decide whether they want to engage an artist or not. And if they do, they would click on the platform and say, listen, we want to engage this particular artist. So they we would receive an email uh, informing us of this. And therefore, um, there's an automatic message that goes out to the artist. And the, uh, and the automatic message tells the artist, there's X record label that's interested in you. Would you like us to divulge your contact details? And if that artist says no, then the record label is told, I'm sorry, this artist doesn't want to be contacted. Or, yes, this artist does want to be contacted, and here's their contact details, feel free. That's I love that. So you're actually giving the power back to the artist, and it's almost creating, it's like multiple social media channels. You've got basically music YouTube, and you've also got music LinkedIn, because you're, you're, you're connecting reputable labels with artists who come with their own community of, fo- mm-hmm. of very loyal followers because these are most of them come from their home countries and been supporting and voting and encouraging and, and sharing so that they were actually chosen. Mm-hmm. So the risk to the record label seems very minute. It's, it's certainly lessened. In theory. Yes, yeah, in right? theory, it's certainly lessened. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned LinkedIn and you mentioned Facebook and um, what if I told you there's also a WhatsApp? I love it. So what? there's a messenger service. To that, connect to the... So if you're a guitarist mm-hmm. and you've got 140,000 votes and there's a vocalist and you can see that from the platform she's only 10 miles away from where you are and she's got another 150,000 votes, you could collaborate and get those fans to vote for a new track for you because there's a better chance that when you two get together, you this. get more votes, right? Mm-hmm. And that way, th- that messenger is private between these these two these wonderful two artists, artists mm-hmm. right? Um, and a record label sh- doesn't need to be involved. Nobody needs to be involved, right? Now, so that's on the artist side. Now, the, how about the, the child who's not an artist or doesn't consider themselves as an artist and just can belt out a wonderful rendition of a Whitney Houston song like so many Filipinas can, mm-hmm. you know, like in a karaoke or something like right, that. Right, right. Like Sharice. Well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of YouTube um, uh, um, artists that are there doing are. covers that are doing wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, well, why shouldn't their friend be able to record the performance using their phone and upload it on their behalf and then get that person to have the exposure that they need, and then maybe another artist says, okay, you're not trained, but I need a vocalist. 
you know. Oh, interesting. So someone in a, in a smaller country could almost build a band through mm -hmm. this through this channel. They could see the different artists within their country. Absolutely. And like this person would work well. Okay. Yeah. So whether you're professional or you're or, or not or you're an amateur, as long as you're uh, as long as you're unsigned, you have a place on Music World Cup. And approximately when will Music World Cup be? Okay. Um, well, end of March, beginning of April, we're going to tell the world about Music World Cup. Okay? okay. So we're going to go out there and tell people, world media, that musicworldcup.com has launched. That's number one. Number two, we're going to tell the world where the host city will be. And number three, we'll probably tell them who our presenting partner in terms of a sponsor will be. Right now, we're working on shaping our sponsorship deals. Uh, we have a few on the on the short list. We're we're still accepting more calls. I'm actually flying to Vegas to talk to a brand um, this afternoon, um, uh, and I'm also going to Vegas to talk to them about potentially hosting Music World Cup because they they want to understand a little bit more about that. So we're still open to receive. Uh, bits uh, in terms of the host city and in terms of sponsors we're, we're, we're still open to designing new packages and things like that to have people included with us but the most amazing thing here is that you've got 1.2 let me, let me see how I can rephrase this without being, making myself liable well Mediacom have done our projections okay uh, they, they own a company called FAR. So um, we secured their services, and they've come back to us and said um, they believe that if we hit a critical mass of um, number of artists uploaded in season one, we should have over 1.2 billion people on the platform talking. That's incredible. Just talking, just engaging artists, uploading, voting, uh, and things like that. And this is an audience, I don't know if you're, you would agree with me here, but this is an audience that don't really follow conventional media. You know, they don't really follow TV. I mean, Coca-Cola just dropped Idol a few months ago, right? Well, because conventional media wasn't delivering what it was supposed to be delivering, and anybody sitting in Coca-Cola would realize that there was far too much wastage. So does, do you plan to air this on traditional television we will provide the links and the media rights are free so if, if you're a terrestrial or a satellite feel free to take it on and edit it the way you want so right now the plan is to deliver everything via app and the web correct correct but there it's not gonna it's not a show that we're necessarily going to turn on the tube and see no okay. no you'll be able to see it when you want and how you want on demand absolutely um, at the end of the day each artist is their own channel. Each artist is their own I network. I love that. Each artist is their own channel. And I love that because if you think about it, the idea is to reach people from all over the globe. So everybody's on a different time zone. Absolutely. Anyway, so you really couldn't just put it on a standard television channel. That's right. It's not practical. No, it's not. And not only that, I mean, why would a Chinese person in China want to watch I don't know, a Hungarian artist or a, or a Swedish artist. Yeah. They might. And if, if they did, how amazing. Absolutely. Now, um, why not is, 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 is the right question, right? So give everybody access right across the board and let them choose. So language, how do you handle that? 
you'd be very surprised. I was, I, I got sent a link the other day for a band in Abu Dhabi, so I was expecting to hear Arabic music. And they were rapping. They sounded like they were out of Atlanta. <laughs> so, oh. you know. Well, um, in Google Translator now, we can translate. But, I mean, <laughs> so, so most of the scene will be in English then, you're, um, perhaps? I don't know. Oh, that'll, that'll I, be way no to idea. see. Yeah, I have Even no idea. Even more reason to, to, Absolutely. to tune into this. This is I th- exciting. I, I think a lot of people might do covers. I think a lot of people might not, you know, and do their own music. And uh, it's that's the exciting part is to, to see what people are going to vote for. You know? I can see this now in my head. I see this globe and it lighting up where you see singers signing up, the little mm. lights. Like, yeah. you know, when we were kids, you see the peg lights. I could see the <laughs> <laughs> That'd yeah, really absolutely. Cool. So, so uh, to me, what what I love about Music World Cup uh, and is 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 the team that's worked on it. I've got a fantastic team working on it uh, with offices. Uh, our IT offices are in Berlin. Um, sponsorship uh, package designs and and sales is in London. Um, the format mm-hmm. uh, of the actual competition is is out of the New York office. Um, and then executive management, PR, marketing, um, is out of the uh, Dubai office. But one of the things that worried me and, and the investors the most was what if Music World Cup does not, the, the platform does not engage the artist, okay? What if it does not capture the artist to upload because they don't know about it, right? So we went to a marketing agency uh, in uh, um, in Europe, and I, I won't mention who they who they were, but they came back with a huge budget, you know, for advertising, and we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. And as we did that, um, we just thought, "Oh my God, this is never going to happen." And then it took a wonderful team that I have internally to come up with a, with a fantastic idea. And that was simply, if you think about all the um, talent shows that are out there and the parking lots filled with thousands of kids being casted, that's our target audience. So what we did was um, a lady called uh, Hanouf Huthan, who's our head of corporate comms, very, very uh, intelligent woman, very powerful personality. Um, she created something called a citizen discovery program, okay? And what she did was she's created a network of volunteers all over the world, over 3,000 kids from different universities as interns, created a complete intern program uh, and things like that, and engaged them. And once the platform starts end of March, beginning of April, these kids in their cities will go out and identify artists. Perfect. Right? They love to anyway. They're already Absolutely. sharing information. Absolutely. And they are the people who are, well, I shouldn't say they're not the only people, but th- the young people today, they just have such an embrace for music. Absolutely. And lo- discovering raw talent. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just go to a college town here in the States. Go to a college town, go to a bar, all right, and, and take a look at the band playing there. It'll be a band you'd never heard of before, but when you look at their following, they've, they've got tens of thousands of followers, right? And then if you ask the record label who they are, the record label will say, who? Who are you talking about? Right? So these kids today are phenomenal. They're, they're, let me put it to you this way. If it's on the charts and it's a debut on the radio, it's already too old. 
You know what I mean? I know. Yeah. So once it hits conventional media, it's too it's, late. It's already too old. I just I interviewed um, for Forbes. Um, now he's become my very good friend, an artist by the name of Chitty Bing, mm -hmm. and Chitty is a. a is uh, his parents are immigrants from Nigeria, and he came to the United States. And he is an incredible, he's 24 years old right now, and he's an incredible um, hip hop artist, rapper. And he was telling me that what he's doing now, and a lot of younger artists who, are, who have this incredible fan base, is they're a little disillusioned by having a record label. He was signed at the age, I think, of 17, 18 years old, and he, he actually started his music career with a label in London. And now he and his brother, who's only like a year or two older than him, are their own label. Because they have felt as if there was enough value being offered by the music label. So I almost feel like a venue like Music World Cup will, will take that to another degree. Mm -hmm. I mean, now mm -hmm. the accessibility is direct. It's not even the consumer uh, you know, direct from business consumer. We're talking now artists directly to yeah, directly to the consumer who's purchasing their music and following and buying tickets to your shows Absolutely. and whatnot. You, don't, you almost take the record label out mm -hmm. of the picture here. Well, we, we don't, okay? Um, but uh, if an artist, there's a lot of artists out there making a lot of money um, mm -hmm. and they're unsigned, mm -hmm. okay, from touring. Yeah, he said we just finished a 34-city tour. He played Madison Square Gardens, and he said, you know, my brother and I, we did it ourselves. And now he's actually, um, well, we'll have to talk. <laughs> so this is great. This is great. I love it. I mean, it's a very ambitious plan. Mm -hmm. This is a very ambitious plan to reach over a billion fans, artists, music industry, and followers, and give anyone, anyone, a chance to create their submission loaded simply by an app online. I just read recently that, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and, and teams from Silicon Valley are in the process of making sure the entire globe is online. And this can only help a platform like Music World Cup reach even the smallest of cities, the smallest of villages, to find that next incredible pure voice uh, that everybody wants to hear. So Music World Cup believes it's going to easily attract over 100,000 artists to this platform. Um, that's on the low end. Uh, we, Mediacom, and Mediacom's FAR, believes that we're going to hit over a million artists. Wow, that's okay. incredible. So if you're a brand who's trying to be cool, if you're a brand who's trying to access um, uh, this audience, okay, there is nowhere else to go but but Music World Cup, and I and I and I say this with with the least amount of conceit in my voice, as uh, as, uh, as much as I can. <laughs> um, and the reason I say this is because it's over a billion. You can't buy that. However, MediaCom and Far have valued that at about a hundred and fifteen million dollars worth of exposure, and yet we're selling uh, global partnerships at seven million dollars. Wow. 
So there's huge value there. Huge value. And selfishly, I really hope it comes to Las Vegas because it's an hour's flight and I want to be there. And I'm sure everybody listening wants to be there to see who they're going to crown Music World Cup leader and hand this gold medal to. Yeah, gold and silver and bronze. Wow, incredible. I can't wait to see the candidates from the U.S. Oh, it's going to be off the charts. Yeah, American candidates are going to be very strong. Very I, I, strong. I believe that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount some of the other countries as well. I've been seeing some music talent on YouTube is off the charts. Speaking of which, am I going to get a ticket to come? Mm, no. Uh, you know, that's going to oh, be tough. Goodness. Chris. Well, you had to ask, right? <laughs> you knew I had to ask. So thank you, Talal, for sharing your plans with us today. Thank I you. Am so, this, is, this was such a highlight. Perhaps one day the Music World Cup will be bigger and even more popular than the Grammys have been here locally, we will certainly be watching with excitement and keeping track. How can we keep in track of the developments? Do we follow online? Yes, it'll be online. It'll be uh, musicworldcup.com, all right? Uh, you just get onto there. Uh, at the moment, the website just basically tells you a little bit about who we are, and there's a video there for you to, uh, to see it. Uh, but end of March... Um, you can follow us at the moment on Instagram. You can follow us, which is uh, Music World Cup. Also. Music World Cup, okay. Um, uh, Twitter, Music World Cup. That's easy. All right. And our hashtags are Music World Cup. One word, perfect. Yeah, I love and, it. And One World, One Love. One World, One Love. One World, One Love. That I love that. So thank you for choosing to tune in to the Renegade Millionaire today. Take a moment to follow me on social media. Follow me on CNBC as a market commenter and catch my posts on Forbes.com. And most importantly, if you have questions pertaining to your own financial portfolio, don't be shy. Just reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time.